You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. I have been seeing the terms dink and dinkwad all over the place lately. And first of all, doesn't dinkwad just sound like an insult we used to call each other when we were kids? Like, I swear I can hear my best friend's voice being like, haha, you're such a dinkwad. <laughs> but now apparently it stands for dual income, no kids with a dog. That's what dinkwad is. And anyway, since I've been seeing these terms all over the place, it's really made me thought a little bit about couples privilege and how I definitely benefit from that. I've been thinking of all the ways that it's impacted my life. And I just feel like it's really important to shine the light on certain privileges because I know as people who are perpetually online, we are constantly comparing ourselves to other people in our industry and comparing our progress to theirs and just our lives in general to theirs. So I just want to talk about how different entrepreneurial journeys can look depending on certain situations and certain privileges. And just a disclaimer here, this is absolutely not to discourage you at all. I don't want you to think that because you are not in a relationship or that you do have kids that you can't succeed. That's not at all what this episode is saying. I have helped plenty of people with families and kids and without partners and all of those different types from different walks of life succeed. So I've helped all of those people do big things. It's just that I've helped them do it in different ways than I did it. And that's that's kind of what this whole podcast is about, right? It's unveiling the different ways that you can succeed. So whether you have a partner or not, whether you have kids or not, I do think that tuning into this episode will be beneficial for you. And so first, I want to give a little bit of context to my situation just so that you can understand where I'm at right now, and then talk about kind of the many different privileges that come along with my situation of being in a dink household, which is dual income, no kids. And some of these privileges I'm sure you've thought about, some of them may seem kind of obvious, but then there's some that I didn't even really think about until I sat down to brainstorm this episode. And so I think those are going to be the ones that are very interesting to talk about. So I'm excited to get into it. So first of all, a little context on my situation, like I promised. My husband and I are 28 and 29 years old, and we do not have any children. We've been married for two years. (laughs) I always forget that phase is like a blur because we had to postpone our wedding several times because of COVID. But we've been together for 10 years. So I've had some of these couples' privileges before we got married, and then some of them were added after we got married. So I'm going to talk about some couples privileges I've experienced in order from kind of the most obvious to the least obvious, because like I said, some of these things I think aren't really thought about or talked about as much. And then I'll get into some of the benefits or privileges of not having kids. And again, this is not me saying there's a right way or a wrong way. This is just me sharing my experience. So firstly, One of the most obvious and most beneficial privileges that have come along with having my partner is emotional support. Hands down, it has been one of the biggest game changers along my journey. 
from traveling the world with me so that I could pursue my travel influencer dreams back in the day to buying me my first professional camera so that I could continue creating content and doing what I love to just encouraging me when I didn't feel like it was possible. There were many times and there will be many more times in the future where he's believed in me more than I've believed in me. And I don't think that support is really like a measurable privilege. It really is immeasurable. I mean, whether it's from a partner, from friends, from family members, no matter who it's from, I think it really is invaluable to have that emotional support and someone on your side and someone just to kind of hold you accountable even. If you feel like you don't have a ton of support in your life right now, like for example, your family like kind of doesn't get why you're pursuing content creation, which is a common issue, or like you have kind of toxic friends who are like, why are you posting so much? Anything like that. I encourage you to really look at it as an area that you want to improve in your life in 2024 and seek friendships and relationships that are going to catapult your entrepreneurial journey because they are out there. There are people out there who are going to lift you up, who are going to talk about you in a room full of crowded people, who are going to provide opportunity for you. And those are the kinds of people you need in your corner right now. So definitely a huge privilege of having a partner. Another one that is kind of obvious is the physical help and assistance, right? So like as an example, sometimes I need someone to film something for me. Like if I want to be in it and I don't want to use the tripod or take pictures of me or whatever it is and having someone who I can be like, hey, can you do this for me? That's a privilege for sure. Like if I lived alone, that isn't something that I would necessarily be able to do. And that does affect your content, right? Like for me, for example, if I have a certain vision and I want it done a certain way, then I can ask him to help me. And I understand that that's not the case for everybody. Doesn't mean it can't get done correctly, but it is definitely a privilege. And also there's things like he'll offer all the time whenever I'm feeling busy and overwhelmed. Like, is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can do? And I will say most of the time I don't hand anything off to him because I just like control (laughs) and because... Like, it feels weird for him to take over certain tasks and not pay him. Like, eventually, I want to make him part of my team. But right now, it's like there's not enough work to hand off to him. Anyway, it's a whole thing. But either way, he's there. Like, if I ever did need him to do it, he would do it. And that's definitely a benefit of being in a partnership. Now, my next three points all go hand in hand. And I'm sure many of you have thought of this as well. So... Firstly, shared financial burden and shared financial contribution. These two things are going to be huge, right? Because I'm not the only one contributing to my savings account and I'm not the only one contributing to my bills and all of my monthly payments and those things. So those two things together are lead me to my third benefit, which is reduced risk. Because as entrepreneurs, we all take on a certain level of risk. It's just kind of a part of the process, right? And I do feel like having someone else contributing to your household gives entrepreneurs an extra kind of layer of comfort when it comes to taking risks and doing things for their business. Because, you know, say next month, I don't make a single penny. That doesn't mean that I have zero dollars to pay bills with because I do have my partner. And so, 
that is definitely worth noting when it comes to talking about couples privilege. Now let's talk about some of the less obvious factors that you may or may not have thought about. And a lot of these come along with not just being in a partnership, but also being married. So keep that in mind. Oh, darn it. And also, I forgot to tell you whenever I was adding context to my relationship dynamics that my husband is traditionally employed. So I'm self-employed and he is traditionally employed, but he is remote. So that being said, this next one that I want to talk about was actually inspired by a comment that someone left on my post. And I was like, that is such a good question. So it is how I get health insurance. And this is such a huge privilege for me because my since my husband is traditionally employed, we get health insurance coverage through his company, just like lots of companies do. And I am allowed to be on that plan because we are married. Now, obviously, I don't have firsthand experience with this, but I have heard that it's hard slash expensive to get independent health insurance like separately from a company when you are just self-employed and you don't have a partner who is traditionally employed. And so that is one of the huge, huge things that I benefit from by being married. The next thing that is along these same lines is IRA contributions. So this means contributions for retirement. Again, this is something that happens through my husband's company. That's something else that's common for traditionally employed people. And I know that one of the big reasons that some people are afraid to go all in in entrepreneurship is because of worries like, you know, how will I retire? And I totally understand that. And so this is another definite benefit that I have. The next privilege is saving on taxes. So whenever you are married filing jointly, that often is going to save you money on taxes, as I understand it. Now, I am definitely not a tax pro, which is why I have an accounting team. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but I do know that married couples tend to save on taxes and get certain tax benefits. And I know in a dual income household, if say one of the partners has a much higher income than the other, then that can help you like move up to the next tax bracket. And so I know that can be beneficial as well. Now, I'm sure there are more benefits to being in a dual income household and having a partner. However, the last one I'm going to talk about is financing. So I know multiple people who have tried to get homes as an entrepreneur and their process was so difficult to get financing for the home because you know, whenever you are buying a house, they are looking at obviously the consistency of your income and like where it's coming from and how reliable it is. And oftentimes it is viewed as much more reliable for some reason to have a traditional employment situation. And so even though whenever we were buying our home, I was traditionally employed at that time, I can completely see how next time we buy a house, like it's going to be hugely beneficial to be married to someone who has that traditional role. Because if it was just me on my own, they would be looking at me like, girl, I'm not sure because some months you have super high income, some are lower, you know, and tomorrow you might not even, you know, make anything for all we know. And so it's a lot harder for them to approve entrepreneurs, understandably. All right, so let's move on to the NK portion of the DINK acronym, which is no kids, because there certainly are privileges that I've noticed being an entrepreneur without kids. 
versus watching entrepreneurs go through their journeys with kids. So for me, the number one privilege for sure is just the additional mental energy that I have. And honestly, for me, the additional mental stability that it gives me to not have kids. If I'm being so honest right now, my mind is kind of a scary place because of my OCD and intrusive thoughts. And I just know that if I had a kid, there is not one minute that I wouldn't be stressed about their well-being. Are they breathing? Like I wouldn't be able to look away for an instant. And I know like this is that's a common thing for mothers. It's not just an OCD thing, but it's a little amplified for me. And so I think that it would be really, really, really hard for me to run my business the way that I do while also having one kid or multiple kids in the household. Again, this is not going to be the same for everybody. Like some people absolutely thrive with their kids. It gives them motivation. It gives them inspiration. It gives them energy, like all of those things. So absolutely no right or wrong here. Just sharing my personal thoughts and experience for our situation. So one of the next privileges that I've noticed by not having kids is our location freedom. So, you know, next time we want to move, we don't have to think about the school zones, for example, or if, you know, one day we want to move abroad or we want to move different states, we don't have to think about uprooting our kid and taking them away from their friends or, you know, whatever it is. And so that's something that's always been really important to us. We want to experience living in different places. We want to travel the world. So that's another reason that we've made that choice as of now. And I feel like this was kind of assumed when I was talking about mental energy. But of course, not having kids in our household also gives us time freedom. Throughout the day, we're going to have much, much more time on our hands to do work things or personal things, which are both important for you know the success of my business, obviously. And then the next privileges that I want to talk about are monetary. So not having kids in our house, we are able to put more money into savings. And I'm also able to put more money back into my business. I really think when talking about a dink household, that is certainly kind of the privilege of all privileges. I know how expensive it is to have a child these days. I have many nieces and nephews. And again, that leads me to my final point that I'm going to talk about with not having kids, which is similar to the financial side of couples privilege, and that is just the reduced risk. So we are able to make you know such different choices than if we did have kids. I mean, just the risk of quitting my job at all to become an entrepreneur, if I had had a kid, that would have felt like such an extremely higher risk for me. And it would have been so much harder to follow through. And so that is certainly a privilege. And then also just risks that I've taken along the way, like certain investments that I've made, both monetarily and with my time, those would have been, you know, much riskier. I would have been losing out on more if I had a kid as far as spending time with them. And I would have been risking some money that could have gone towards taking care of my kid. And so all of that allows me to just really go for it in this instance when I know that maybe it would be much harder if I did have kids. So again, 100% not to say that you can't succeed with kids and that it'll be so hard and impossible. It's that you will need to do it differently than I do. Your risks will come from somewhere else. Your sacrifices will come from somewhere else. For example, instead of risking time during the day and losing time with your kid, 
you're maybe sacrificing sleep at night. You're staying up late to work on your business. You're getting up early before your kid gets up. Or maybe instead of sacrificing money that would go towards your kid, you for now are sacrificing money on Starbucks or on your nails or, you know, on brunches or whatever it is in that case. So again, it's not that there's one way. It's that you have to figure out your way. And like I said at the beginning, I just think it's so important to shine the light on that because of all of the comparison that goes on in this damn industry. (laughs) It is so toxic and it, it makes it so hard to stay motivated. And, you know, we all go through those peaks and valleys. Like I was so motivated just last week. And then today I woke up feeling discouraged and I'm just like, what? It just really ebbs and flows so hard. And so remembering these things and really grounding ourselves and having kind of this awareness about all of the variants and all of the differences and everybody's stories and journeys, it's going to help you keep going. It's going to help you stay in your lane, keep your head down and focus on what you are doing And remembering that if there's a competition, it's with yourself. That has got me so far, that concept. Instead of competing with anyone else out there, you will go so far if you compete with yourself. How can I outdo what I did last year or what I did last month? Both, you know, mentally, financially, physically, all of your goals, compete with yourself, no one else, because there are too many variables (laughs) to act like it's even a comparison, like that it's even an accurate comparison, no matter who you're comparing yourself to. Even if online this person looks like their life is like exactly like yours in every way, except that they're more successful, you have no idea what is going on behind the scenes, right? You have no idea what privileges they have or what hardships they might have. And so that is why I wanted to share on this topic. And I do look forward to illuminating more areas of privilege in my life and that affect entrepreneurship as well in future episodes. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.